Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Cameron Doyle. Cameron is a four-time member of Junior Team USA and also the youngest bowler to shoot an 800 series. He was 11 years, 60 days old back in 2009. Cameron, appreciate you joining us. I understand you're on the road, so thank you for taking some time to join myself and Coach Casey of Clemkin. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Cameron. Well, you've had quite a busy month, just like our previous guest that we had on last week, Wesley Lowe. You guys are both down in, in Panama together, so let's talk about your experiences down there bowling. A lot of fun. Uh, we got there at the end of June, uh, June 28th or June 27th, something like that, and um, we started off with a singles competition, and uh, I actually ended up winning that, and I, I started the block of the 300. <laughs> Somehow, I was I was compl- I wasn't really complaining, but the approaches were so bad I could barely stand up the first kind of funny that I did bowl 300. And then um, I kind of carried that momentum throughout the block and um, averaged right around 250, 250-something, and ended up winning the gold medal. So that was a lot of fun. And then me and my doubles partner, Michael Tang, we ended up winning the gold in that event. And then me, Wesley, and Michael won the gold in the true event. And then all four of us won the gold in the, in the team event. So we, we swept all gold medals. Greg won the Masters medal and Wesley gold medal. And Greg won the, I mean, and Wesley won the All Events medal, I believe. All those, all those medals there, it sounds like your baggage was probably overweight on the flight coming back, <laughs> huh? I mean, that's, that's pretty actually, impressive. It was pretty funny. Coming through security, we had to they had to pull us aside, you know, swab the metals, check the metals. It was a it was a long process. It was pretty funny. I bet, I bet. What uh, what was the uh, you know as far as like equipment you were using and scoring pace? Um, you know, you mentioned about two fifty in the singles and stuff like that. Was it uh, was it pretty high scoring for everybody, or or was it just that you guys found a little something special there on the lanes, either with a strategy or? You know, kind of walk us through that a little um, bit. Well, we bowled on Los Angeles, which is the short pattern, and it's 36 feet. And we bowled on Montreal, which is 41 feet. I mean, I, we thought they were they were high scoring, but it didn't really seem like too many people were really really lighting them up. So maybe it was just us. We, I don't really don't know. Maybe it was just us with the right balls in the right part of the lane. But on the short pattern, I used a pitch black to start and either an IQ tour or an optimist solid towards the end of the block. And then actually something me and Michael did on the doubles was we started very far right with a lot of surface on our urethane. And that ended up working very well, which is why I think we had a lot of success in the doubles event, just because we could stay away from the rest of the field and kind of just worry about ourselves. But and what what is a lot did, of surface to you? What does that what does that mean? Like what kind of a grid or what kind of pads were you putting on your five hundred? Your five hundreds. Five hundreds. Okay, pads. and that's good advice for a lot of a lot of listeners too, because a lot of a lot of them are afraid to 
use something that coarse, you know, on the surface mm-hmm. of, their, of their ball. So that's something good to, uh, for, for everyone to consider. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was normally I like to go a lot of surface instead of just not enough, just in case. That's just me. Never scared to hit my ball with some, with some surface. Well, talk about this trip when you went overseas, how you're able to help the the more uh, inexperienced players, maybe the first-timers over there, and how you guys are able to keep it together as a team and just what, even some of the camaraderie that you're able to build when you when you go to these events in Panama and, and wherever you're traveling across the world. Yeah, uh, well, me, Wes, and Greg have been together for the past two or three years now. So we, we had a lot of experience with that, but Michael is the new one to the group, so... We we're really close with Michael, so it was it was easy. I mean, getting along and and uh, traveling over there and adapting. But uh, Panama is much different than any place we've been, so it was kind of different for all of us. We kind of had to kind of work our way through things together. There was no really like uh, expert of the group, and it was it was really different. So, but um, we are really close, like I said, and it was it was easy to get by and get through things together. We're really a really strong team together. So that's why we we did very well. And then after Panama, you had a, a pretty big week there at Junior Gold, too, as well. I know uh, as far as, you know, on the lanes was uh, ended up being a pretty exciting week. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. But then you also had, a, I think, a pretty big announcement, too, during one of the uh, storm seminars. I started off really, really rough. The first two days were probably the worst I <laughs> ever bowled and uh i kind of got it together and just kind of fought my way through the past the last two days and got myself to fourth overall to make the junior team again and then it ended up losing in the round of eight in the match play portion of it but um during those days one of those days i did sign to wichita state uh me and wesley Lowe did that together so um, that's, that seemed to explode quite a bit on the internet. So yeah, talk about that decision, and and were there a couple other schools you were looking at, and then what ultimately led you to Wichita State? Well, I was mainly looking between and McKendry, and I was I was pretty sure I was going to go to McKendry until I visited in late March. And my visit was just awesome. I mean, as soon as I got on the campus, I seriously felt like I was at home. All the buildings and all the campus, the structure, it's it was it was really, really amazing. All the buildings are brand new, especially their new uh, student center they have with the, the eight lanes they built on campus. That place is awesome. I think it cost 30 or $40 million to build that. And really, my whole experience down there those two days is what caused me to go there. It's a good school. It's a good size. It's a big deal in that town. And I really just, I didn't see myself anywhere else. Yeah, you're definitely heading into a, uh, you said, as far as uh, the importance and, you know, impact of bowling on the, in the town. In Wichita, is a 100% bowling town, that's for sure. In Wichita State, that's pretty awesome. You decided to go there. That's, you're going to love being a shocker, I guarantee you that. Uh, hey, question I've got for you, Cameron. You know, there's very few people that have reached uh, the level of success that you have at such a young age. You know, you're 17 and have so much, uh, so many accomplishments, you know, between, um, 
you know, at one point you were the youngest person to ever roll a, a, a perfect game, uh, 800 series, uh, PBA regional title already, reigning U.S. national amateur champion. If somebody wants to reach the level of success that you've already achieved now, and you're going to go on to much, you know, even bigger and greater achievements for sure, but what kind of advice do you have for, you know, somebody who's maybe 10, 11, 12, maybe they just got back from junior gold and they really struggled and they're kind of discouraged or so what kind of advice do you have for the young up-and-comers well what i did a lot when i was 10 11 12 it was obviously i bowled in a lot of big tournaments at a young age like the u.s open and pba regionals and really i think the key is just is getting or getting your experience and really just just testing the waters and um, seeing what you can do out there. But um, practice, practice, practice. And, I mean, you're going to get knocked down. You're going you're gonna to have bad bowling. You're going you're gonna to score bad. You're going to miss cuts. But you just have to keep the mentality that there's always next time, and there will be. Just go back home, practice, and do what you can do to get better and keep going out there and bowling the tournaments that you can. Yeah, you say go back home and practice. I saw you're getting a little grief on Twitter about having your own bowling uh, two lanes downstairs where you can just go and bowl, and, and that's why that's the secret to your success. Is uh, How much uh, truth oh, yeah. is there to that? <laughs> um, people, people, I don't know, they say a lot of things, but I actually probably bowl less now with the lanes in my basement than I did before I had the lanes. But I don't bowl nearly as much as people think. Maybe three times a week, if I haven't bowled since junior gold, I haven't mm-hmm. bowled in a week now. So I like to take breaks. I like to space it out. And when I do practice, I don't practice for long times. But people have a lot of ideas that I practice twenty four seven, and that's not the case at all. At junior gold, there was a lot of lot being made of just how things are going and the logistics pure of, of having, you know, over 3000 bowlers in one spot and trying to get everyone in, get everyone out, the number of folks on a pair. How were you able to work through that mentally and say, all right, I still got to focus on bowling. I still got to throw one shot at a time, et cetera, and not get frustrated with some of the surroundings that were going on, you know, whether it be the, like I said, the people on the lanes or even just getting into the center. Yeah, that was, kind of the reason I struggled the first two days, not because of the 10 on the pair or anything, but just because of the mentality I had. I came into the league like, okay, here's the short pattern. I'm going to have to go 200 over on it. That's just how it's going to have to be. And with that, that pace, it's 200 over just isn't out there. Like striking that much, it's basically impossible because you can't get into a rhythm. And it was just, um, it was a mental grind. Congratulations on, on working your way through that. I got to tell you, that's the, quite an achievement and a a big finish there and thanks for making time for us for our podcast we'll definitely keep in touch and look forward to having you on and uh best of luck for the rest of your year here on uh, for team usa and next year and we'll we'll catch up with you again sometime soon thank you thank you for having me